Hello and welcome to another episode of Defining Marriage. As I'm sure you know, each week we talk about what's going on in our lives and eventually connect it back to marriage equality. Hello, James. Oh, I'm sitting here luxuriating in the warmest and freshest of laundry. You know, there's nothing I love quite as much as a tidy house. I like to make sure that all the chores are done, the trash is taken out, the bathtub scrubbed, and oh, I have a nice, clean pile of laundry to frolic in. That's me. I'm sure I'm going to come home to a to a pile of something. So, I, I, what what sort of situation the house is in? I can't even imagine. We're we're separated by a continent these days. We are. There's a there's a whole America between us. This is Trump's America. It's building walls between people. Mm. Walls of of geography. You're on you're on the western coast uh, in lovely Seattle, and I'm on the eastern coast. I just uh, spent some time in Miami, which is unpleasant for a person of my constitution. And now, Why is that? Uh, I heard it was nice. I heard it was cuter than an intrauterine. It's almost that cute. I don't know how those girls lived in that place. It is. They didn't, but go on. Well, they also didn't exist because they're fictional characters. It is mm-hmm. so muggy and humid. It's like putting your face into a puddle of mud. <laughs> you, you walk out of the hotel. And you are just... I don't. I stay in the hotel. You I don't, do. I don't leave the place. If, if I had taken you on this trip with me, you would not have gone outdoors once. Oh, no. Certainly not. Uh, but uh, the trip itself was quite nice. I was at the National Gay and Lesbian Journalists Association. I met some... You were? Yes. I met some uh-huh. gay and lesbian journalists. They are all wonderful people. I spent some time with uh, some folks that have only heard chattering on radio or seen their byline in a, in a newspaper wrapped around a fish. And so now mm-hmm. we've uh, actually made each other's acquaintances, which is lovely. Oh, I didn't realize that's what brought you to Miami. I thought you were going on a cuckabout. <laughs> that thing where uh, where people go out for a little cuckle every every so often. I did a little chuckling, but it's not quite cuckling. Uh, oh, well, you can chuckle while you cuckle. That is, uh, <laughs> I read that in a book written by a walrus. Oh, you're thinking of the cockle. Can you chuckle while you cuckle at a cockle? As long as there's some whelk watching. Lawrence oh. Welk. <laughs> Lawrence Welk loves cuckled porn. Well, this is quite a fever dream you've conjured up. Mm-hmm. How have Tiny you been, bubbles. How have, how have you been occupying yourself while I'm away? Oh, you know, video games and masturbation, so very little has changed. Mm, that should be the title of your other podcast. I have another podcast? That Yes, that you should start while I'm away. You should get a, a best-rated podcast while I'm away. And uh, it's called Video Games and Masturbation. I think you know what it's about. I think it's pretty clear what it's about. It's it really, about Lawrence yeah. Welk. It's, <laughs> I was going to say it's a recipe show. It's a cooking show. But that's good, too. Um, and now, you – I don't know if this is happening for me to you. But the way you are communicating right now to me over this internet, you sound like, speaking of video games, the voice at the beginning of Altered Beast. Oh, no. Why could, why you sound very happen? wise from your grave. Oh. Well, the good news is is that I'm recording on my phone as a backup uh, in addition uh-huh. to uh, through call recorder with Skype. So one way or another, we're going to have a recording of this nonsense to, to bring to the world. Okay. Well, I'm all for that. And you are, you are recording your side as well on a phone, right? I am. It's not uh, super duper close to my mouth, so it may sound like I'm a, a voice calling out in the night from the darkness, but that's fine. Yes. You're one lonely, howling, mewling animal. Uh, so speaking of which, I'm in Connecticut right now, and oh. I've forgotten about the noise of frogs and cicadas and, and whatnot. 
It's uh, very. Are, are you in the bayou of Connecticut? Where are you? It really does sound like the ambient noise you would put in a video game where your character is traipsing through a swamp. Okay. There are peepers peeping. There's crickets cricketing. Wait, what? Peepers, Do you mean that the there's frogs. a man looking in your window? Yes, yes. There's there's one peeper peeping. He's the Southington mm-hmm. peeper. And um, <laughs> I thought that was you. I thought the the peeper mysteriously vanished when you left. Oh yeah, what a, it must be a coincidence. Mm. Anyway, peeper's back, baby. It's it's quite charming here. We have. I just got back from the grocery store. The local mm-hmm. town grocery store is called Tops. Okay. And they have a water feature out front that looks like a penis. Well, it would have to, right? It, I mean, naturally. Now, did you hop right on it and uh, <laughs> do the the thing from the end of Doctor Strangelove? Uh, what? Mind you know, I can walk. Something oh, oh. vaguely penis shaped. You hop on it and you go, "Whoa, <laughs> yeehaw, whoopee!" Oh no! In fact, I'm talking to you from from the top of a phallus right now. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm you sitting are sitting on it now. Uh, <laughs> wow! We'll often find you perched on a toadstool, granting wishes. Mm, Fiddle dee dee. Uh, so I return on late on Thursday, and then Friday mm-hmm. something happens. And what's happening on Friday? There's something important. Oh, Friday I go into the office. You have no office. What? What office? Yeah. So I got a mysterious email from one of my editors. Now I work from home, but I also uh, have some publications that I write for in Seattle. And I got an email from an editor saying. Your mail has arrived. Apparently, I have multiple envelopes and a wooden crate awaiting me at the office. What? I have no idea what this could be. Huh. I was like, does it sound like there might be something alive inside? Because this is how the dinosaurs are delivered at the beginning of Jurassic Park. It is. I have no idea what someone could have sent the offices of this poor newspaper like am i gonna get the, do i need to bring a car to get this wooden crate home like i have no idea i, have well, no I imagine idea. they can give you that information but uh i i mean i don't know is this a friendly crate is this an unfriendly crate what could it be i can't even imagine like i i, I am afraid i'm afraid i'm just afraid that's all why would i, I think that's list. a legitimate response to mystery mail yeah sent to this publication I'm like going back through the, um, well, I guess I can say the name of the, like, who cares? It's The Stranger. So I'm mm-hmm. going back through the things that I've written for The Stranger that would warrant, like, I did a, a review, I did an interview with an author recently, at, maybe they sent me a book, but that doesn't explain why this, like, unless they sent, like, the pages of their book in multiple envelopes, and then, I don't know, the author themselves is inside the wooden crate? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why? What? Huh? Anyway, we'll find out soon enough on Friday. Mm-hmm. Could it be uh, grave dirt from from the place where you were buried? Because oh, we perhaps. do need some of that. Well, yes, I'll I'll be sure to line my pockets with soil on for the plane ride home. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I've been talking to gay and lesbian journalists uh, who are associated at the National Gay and Lesbian Journalists Association meeting. Yes, the, the now that sh- seems like something that may be relevant to this show. What what did yes. you talk about? What did you do? What happened? Well, well so the uh, the organization's acronym is. N-L-G-J-A, or negligee. Oh, it's negligee? Yes. Uh, So uh, nobody actually says that. People say that jokingly, which is my favorite joke of the weekend. Uh, (laughs) So one of the first things that we talked about is life after marriage and what else is important to people these days. Uh, And they made some very good points about... uh, uh, trans issues. There was someone there from the National Fund for to, to End Gun Violence. 
Uh, as gun mm-hmm. violence has recently become a topic, is recently been highlighted as a topic for of concern to LGBTs and, and other vulnerable populations. Sure. And uh, many other related issues such as that. But we're here to talk about gay marriage. We don't want to have mission drift as the National Organization for Marriage has experienced. Are they drifting? Where are they going? Come back here. Well, as you'll recall from a previous episode, they're now the National Organization for Marriage, Bathrooms, and Liberty for All. Yes, it does seem like they're a little bit like the hot air balloon at the end of Wizard of Oz. Oh, I don't know how it works. Yeah, they're, they're just floating away. They don't know exactly in what direction. I thought you were going to say the hot air balloon from the beginning of The Great Muppet Caper that just collapses. Oh, I guess uh, if you combine those two balloons, you have the National Organization for Marriage <laughs> well, and bathrooms. as you recall, they have been doing their summer fun fundraiser. And what word the would you use? The summer fun fundraiser? Yes, it's, they're just calling it the summer fundraiser. But what oh, okay. one word would you use to describe how it's been going? Pathetic. Yeah, so they have declared victory this week. Oh, good. Yeah. They, I, but didn't last week they declare fail? They declared fail last week. Now uh-huh. they say that they yes. have raised more money than they expected. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So they've raised, they were aiming for $52,000 for some reason. I don't know, $1,000 per week. Per and week? they okay. say that they raised $58,000. And they released a chart indicating that uh-huh. they did indeed raise $5,800. Fifty. Wait, 100 or 1,000? I don't know. They say in the message they raised 58,000 they say in their yeah. graphic they raised 5800 okay now this is a problem you have frequently so i want to I, I need to tease apart the the threads of your mind uh, so do they use the word 5800 or are you using the the decimal places so in their post they say yes. they raised 58000 okay. and in their little graphical chart they have a bar graph that rises up towards Five comma eight zero zero. Okay, then. Well, yeah. those are different numbers. I thought there must have been a typo, and so I was waiting like for two days for them to correct one of those, and they have not. So I think what they meant to indicate is fifty eight thousand, mm-hmm. because a sure. summer long fundraiser that raises under six thousand dollars is not a huge success. It's not yeah. something you talk about. Mm-hmm. That having been said, I don't believe. They've even raised 58000 Or if they have, I don't believe they've raised it from their just regular plain old folk supporters. Right. My guess is that after the fail message went out, somebody kicked in with, like, the, the, the difference of yeah. what they were trying to raise. And maybe a little bit extra. Like, some some donor that they have that they can shake down because they caught him with a pee-pee in his butt or something uh, just decided, like, ah, whatever, here you go. Now, ta-da, look, you win. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was some shakedown. Somebody got a gigantic oversized novelty check, and yep. uh, now they can they can survive another day. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with fifty fifty eight hundred dollars or fifty eight thousand fifty eight thousand. Uh, as, as you said, this is a problem I have. I always get thousand and hundred mixed up, and sure. so maybe I'm responsible for this mistake. <laughs> Five hundred eighty thousand six hundred pennies. Now we had this before, actually. I don't know how many pennies are in fifty-eight thousand dollars. That Some would be multiple five million eight hundred thousand pennies. Five million eight hundred thousand sixty more pennies. How do you measure? How do you measure a summer fun fundraiser? With with pathetic. That's <laughs> that's how they were measuring it before. You know, uh, I always, uh, speaking of things that I confuse, it may surprise you to learn that I was trying to talk about Pat Carroll this weekend, and sure. instead I called her Ursula Andress. Very 
different. Yes. Very different. But you feelings. can understand my confusion. Sure. I'm glad you can understand. Very few can. Sure. Anyway, they are both they, they are both fans of bears. Are they? Well, they're both ursine. Oh, oh, for heaven's sake. Wait. How is Pat Carroll ursine? Are you saying just because of her role in in The Little Mermaid? Yeah, she played okay. a lady bear octopus. Oh, oh, she does look like Lady Bear. Lady well, Bear is a drag Ursula queen. isn't doesn't Ursula just mean bear-like lady? I might have made that up. Uh, I thought it did. I it, probably, but uh, in particularly, it, she looks like Lady Bear, the drag queen from San Francisco. She does. She I looks mean, like many she drag look, queens. She does. Uh, Speaking of National Organization for Marriage, they mm-hmm. declared another victory this week. Oh. There was, uh, this is, I guess they're over the week of fail. They the, realized that wasn't a good way to motivate no, the, the base. Apparently not. So okay. they have uh, said some very positive things about the recent marches in Mexico. So the okay. nation for marriage that they're talking about is apparently just not the United States anymore. Oh, So okay. they're neither national nor marriage focused. No, NAMBLA uh, is expanding. Four. Like you frogs expand. Uh, there were big marches in Mexico uh, f- organized by the National Front for the Family, or FNF in Mexican, in Spanish, sure. of course. And so they said, we're probably going to have millions of people in the streets. Afterwards, they said, we had 300,000 people in the streets. And mm-hmm. local estimates peg it at far less. Sure. Now, you might have seen there was at a... 58. 58, yes. Was it 58,000 or 5,800? Uh, a 58 have, was involved. They, oh, a 58. That's like a 69. That's a sexual euphemism for a snake having sex with a snowman. Yep, that is what it is. So there's this iconic uh, photograph that came out of these rallies of this giant crowd of homophobes marching down the street and a little 12-year-old boy standing in the way trying to stop them. It looks oh. very much like the Tank Man Tiananmen Square photograph. Uh, it, you know, an interesting graphic to come out of that. Uh, Mexico Was is... he trampled? No. I, here's no. the crazy thing. I can't find out what happened to him. Hmm. There was an interview with him afterwards. So he made it out unscathed, apparently. But mm-hmm. did somebody yank him away? Did they walk past him? There were cars coming at the front of the parade. So did they drive around him? I don't know. So anyway, uh, kudos uh, to this little boy for his brave stand. Uh, I hope he's doing all right. And uh, how nice of him to to have uh, stood up to have if it was millions or three hundred thousand or fifty eight people. Uh, good for you. And so this is in opposition to marriage equality. These marches, correct. And what is the state of marriage equality in uh, the nation of Mexico? That the National Organization of Marriage, Bathrooms, Liberty, and All is is so in, interested in. It is patchy. So there are some Mexican states that allow marriage and some that do not. The president of Mexico would like to legalize marriage equality, but he is uh, stunningly unpopular at the moment. Sure. uh, Particularly after uh, hosting Donald Trump. So Mm -hmm. the population is kind of where we were in the United States. Public opinion is where we were maybe like 10, 15 years ago. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And this is a particularly Catholic country, so there will be challenges. But why – so how does NOM make it part of their mission? If you gave some of the 58 cents to NOM, why should your hay pennies go to Mexico? Isn't it the National Organization of Marriage, Bathrooms, Liberty, and all? Yes, there's been quite a drift here. So they'll, you know, I, I think they would make the case that uh, the transformation of marriage in one place leads to the transformation of marriage somewhere else. We only got marriage equality in the United States 
uh, after other, um, I don't know, pagan countries legalized it. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you see it uh, happening abroad, you need to take a stand for the institution of marriage wherever it might happen, because it was given to us by God. Okay. Maybe. I mean, is $58,000 going to cover that? Because it seems like a global initiative is going to take uh, a few more dollars. Maybe a few. Just a few. Not that many. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what their what their plans are. I'm sure that fifty thousand dollars is going to go right into somebody's bank account. I mean, Brian Brown. I mean, it's going to go on rent, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's more likely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This this is really funding the the male prostitute uh, <laughs> industry is, is where your money's going. So sure. Uh, that maybe that's the reason for the for the fuzzy accounting. Oh, I went to a really interesting panel at the Negligee conference. Uh, with a fuzzy accountant. With a fuzzy accountant, it was about. Um, he was a little moldy. No, it was about. Oh. Uh, it was about sex work, and we got into uh-huh. a really interesting conversation on Twitter. There was a back channel conversation about what constitutes sex work. So obviously, if someone is uh, trading sex for money and with their own body, uh, I think we can all agree that that would be sex work. But things start to get a little more nebulous when you get into things like strippers or cam models. Or the people who do support stuff, like the um, you know the guy who holds the camera, and the accountant, and and the person who mops up the set afterwards. They are in the sex industry. Are they sex workers? Sure. And I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into this, but at one time you were offered a job oh, yeah. in the industry, and I think one of the reasons you declined it was because of the stigma that would have come with. Now you weren't going to show any of your assets as far as i know no i would have Um, been behind the scenes i was offered a job editing doing post-production on adult films and uh at the time there were concerns that this would uh close off career opportunities for me later and so i declined and i've always wondered what's happening in the parallel universe where i took that job sure but i mean aside from that episode of star trek you know one of the reasons you declined was because of the stigma so certainly there is something to if you work in the industry having to be subjected to that stigma but at the same time i don't know can you call yourself a sex worker if you work in a capacity where you are not uh using your your body as as your body language ah, as as part of your work day yeah do you i guess that's what it comes down to is is i think most people would probably say that you need to be committing a sexual act to be a sex worker and i'm not so sure about that i i think uh, you could legitimately make the case that if you are, um, I don't know, you're the IT guy for kink.com. I don't know. If you want to call yourself a sex worker, I wouldn't say, no, you're not. Well, I think there's, yeah, I mean, there's a question of how you identify yourself. Uh, and then a separate question of how it is sort of commonly commonly understood by other people. Mm. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, that's the thing is I think a lot of people to that accountant or camera person or uh, jizz mopper, I think they would say, no, you're not. You're not a sex worker. You're an accountant. Sure, sure. Um, I had a thought. Let me see if I can. I could tell get it that back. you were because you were making a face. You can say things. I'll try to think. When you think, sometimes you make a face where you push your tongue in and out of your mouth. There it is. That's the face. It's lovely. What if? What if you got a real face for podcasts? Yeah. Of course, it is so that everybody trades their body for money in some way or another. Your your brain is a part of your body. Your fingers are part of your body. Your ooh ooh your tush. To drive around in an autobus, that is part of the body. I mean, is everybody trades their body for money. Do you drive a yes, bus with do. your butt? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, that's how I drive my my auto boost, um, my auto bussy, as I call it. It is um, true. What you're what you're saying. It, it, there was once a wise philosopher who said, "We're all whores, darling," and she was yes. right. Yes, we all trade our bodies for money in some in some capacity. So I guess the question is, where do you draw the line? Uh, working in the sex industry, uh, you know, when do you cross over into sex worker? Mm. I don't know. Well, know, speaking of the Catholic Church, as, uh, yes. as we were 15 minutes ago. I mean, uh, they, well, no, they they were doing oh, some well, sex yes. work for years. They certainly are. And and also on a volunteer basis. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Tim Kaine, are you familiar with Tim Kaine? Uh, that sounds familiar. I don't know. What's he? Hillary Clinton's avuncular running mate. That's right. Well, I mean, my reaction just shows uh, what an impression he's made so far. Yeah, well, so he... That's a name I've heard, I think. He addressed the annual meeting. Uh, he is closely associated with HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and the Human Rights Campaign. He addressed oh. the Human Rights Campaign's annual dinner or something last night. And hmm. uh, he said that he believes the Catholic Church is going to change on marriage. He said that he changed. It was very difficult for him to accept initially. But he said, uh, I think that's going to change in the church. I think it's going to, this is a quote, I think that's going to change because my church also teaches me about a creator in the first chapter of Genesis who surveyed the entire world, including mankind, and said, it is very good. It is very good. Aw, bless little Timmy. Um, I mean, he changed, sure, but he's not a 2,000-year-old man with very important real estate holdings uh, that require him to please huge crowds of people to maintain. So I don't know that the church will evolve as quickly as as Timmy has. Were you just talking Um, about Dick Clark? Yes. Oh, very timely. Um, (laughs) but But isn't it pretty to think so, that the church will come around on that? You know, it took them... What, like 600 years to apologize for, like, the Inquisition and apologize to Galileo? Um, I, I don't see these things happening in any of our lifetimes, but it's, it's, a, it's a pretty thought. Oh, ye of little faith. Sure. <laughs> uh, what else have we got this week? Oh, we've got Australia, as always. Are you ready mm-hmm. for your Australia news of the week? Nope, but I'm going to get it, aren't I? It's a tale of two bills. Oh, We've got a green... duck-billed platypus and <laughs> yep. uh, an ass-billed duckapus <laughs> driving a bus. Yep. We've got two bills: the green bill and the labor bill. Okay. Uh, they have both both parties have introduced identical marriage equality bills in the parliament. Uh, they are dueling with each other because whichever one eventually gets picked up and carried along, that party gets to take credit for. Uh, okay. Labor party, uh, the the head of labor party is Bill Shorten. He says that we should not. Mama's have a little baby loves him. What? Oh, <laughs> all right. Ma- yes, Bill Shorten. It's it's mm-hmm. Shorten. Bill Shorten. So Mama's little baby loves Shorten. Shorten. Mama's little baby loves Shorten stocks. He says that we should not have the plebiscite. We should not have a popular vote. Every piece of expert advice. This is a quote. Tells mm-hmm. us young Australians who are gay are more likely to contemplate suicide. Sure. Yeah, yes, that is true. And the case that he's making there is that they're more likely to contemplate suicide if there is social stigma brought about by a popular referendum on whether uh, the way that LGBT people love is valid enough to recognize. Correct. And of course, Nambla's position on that is bring on the suicides. Well, uh, so there was a response to that from the Australian Marriage Forum president, Dr. David Van Gend. Uh He accused uh, queer people of, quote, Playing the suicide card. 
<laughs> is this the same organization that wanted the uh, hate speech laws suspended so that they could run campaigns? That's them. So we got a little preview there. Uh-huh. So playing the suicide card, which I guess is having 14 times the risk of suicide as uh, non-homosexuals. So uh, that's some card. Uh, sure. He says... Cards I, for sorrow. Cards for pain. I do not know what that is. It's very rare that you can give me a reference that I haven't heard in all the years we've been together, but I don't know that You one. absolutely have heard that. I'm sorry. I just got a little uh, bloopy notification that I have to turn off. How dare it interrupt me? Anyway. Are you know. cuckling while I'm away? Is it, did you get a cuckle notification? I always chuckle while I cuckle. All right. I know if you, if you start chuckling, that's when I know how to worry. That's time to worry. <laughs> oh there it's it my is sex laugh. It is. <laughs> oh aren't you something anyway what were you what were you just saying you were referencing something that i have god's pain is it from oliver because i've seen ooh, blue skies oh is it rocky horror through the tears yeah it's the part of the movie where i kind of tune out it does get chaotic mm. narratively at that point mm. it does feel like uh oh, oh shoot we gotta we gotta find an end to this movie quick d- uh, do something sure anyway so he says uh, david van, van gend who honestly sounds like a character from rocky horror picture show uh sure he responded dr van gend we don't even know this is again another quote quote we don't even know if lgbt people suicide more than other people <laughs> uh that's terrific. As a matter of fact, I mean, there's much to say about that. Uh, let's just go right for the, the, I think, the main point, which is we do know, Blanche. We do know. We do. I also like that he kind of starts with a, uh, like, he can't even. <laughs> That's true. Like, we don't I even know. I can't even with these gays. Do they even suicide? <laughs> yeah. So he do you was... suicide, bro? <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you even suicide? Uh, he was condemned by everyone. Um, sure. Everyone who's who's you know everyone who can be taken seriously. The former head of I've forgotten the name now. It's something like the Australian Medical Association. Whoever it was who used to be in charge of the Australian Medical Association uh, or thereabouts says sure. uh, it, it is horrifying that he would that he is a doctor and would have people under his care. But he does, and uh, he's the guy that we've got to uh, protect marriage there in the land of the land of prisoners. There was a rare public appearance by Kangaroo Jack to speak out. Both of the noozles, Blinky and Pinky, came out of Koala Walla Land. And now here's what makes this such a difficult story to cover is there was just a statement by 200 prominent Australian LGBTs who mm-hmm. opposed, strongly yeah, opposed I said, the Blinky, plebiscite. Pinky, and Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, uh, and of the, uh, Matthew Mitchum, the diver, who everybody likes to look at wearing as little as possible, and very famous this Australians. one. Tell me more about him. Oh, come on. Surely you're familiar with this guy. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, he's one of those. He's one of those sexy no. gay Olympic divers. Oh, okay. There's so many, it's hard to keep track of at this point. Yeah, he's, you know, he's got a very nice torso and, and a good face, so, you know, he's, he's got a Wasn't that an episode of Buffy? Didn't Xander join the swim team and, like, the steam room turned them all into sex hunk monster fishmen? I have zero recollection of that. There was definitely a hyena episode where they started, um, there was some hyena spirit demon that made them make fun of everybody else. That was oh, season one, which was that. rough. Yeah, I remember there was just sort of a gummy Xander, but then there were all these swim hunks, and they would go in the steam room together, and it turned them into into sexy fish monsters. That sounds amazing. I gotta go look that up. Sure. 
Um, was there anything else from? Oh, yeah. So there's 200 prominent Australians, um, human and fishmen and um, koala, and then. Mm-hmm. There was just a petition of 56,000 people delivered to Parliament by a LGBT marriage equality organization demanding a plebiscite. Yeah, boy. So get yourselves together, Australian gays. Well, you said there's two bills currently going through the process Uh uh, that would circumvent a plebiscite, right? There'd be no need for a plebiscite if these bills went through, right? Correct. Okay, well, what's the likelihood the bills are going to go through? Eh, not too good. Oh, why not? Uh, because of politics. Uh, okay. There are... I mean, is having two bills actually splitting the vote? Because it seems like, why wouldn't... I mean, I get why parties don't want to do this, but if you're going to submit the same legislation, it seems like it's actually a bad idea to submit two versions of the same thing and just split the vote. Sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it beats me. I, I think it definitely will hurt. There was an effort to unify the two parties because they were both trying to do the same thing, and they yeah. didn't. And I haven't heard a good reason why other than uh, we want to be the ones in charge of this process. Well, that, I mean, uh, that, that definitely appears to be the case to me who knows nothing. Uh, and that's unfortunate because uh, it, it seems like a clear-cut case of if both parties are working toward the same goal um, – and then who cares who gets the credit? I mean, I, I know that that is antithetical to politics, but geez Louise, Waltzman, Tilda. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely some um, institutional paralysis that's going on. I mean, on this issue and, and I'm sure on many, many others in Australia. So Australia sure. has our condolences. Sure. And to be clear, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about when it comes to Australia. Well, you certainly don't. I've, I've read a few enough. articles. Well, you were at the negligee, so you know. <laughs> I'm wearing the negligee. Oh, my. At your parents' house? Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm visiting my parents for a few days and uh, seeing the, the sights and sounds and sea air of Southington, Connecticut, and, uh, you know, making the most of that. Um, the sea? You, there's no sea where you are. No, no. I mean, there, there might be a sea, but not the, the kind I'm thinking of. Not the kind with, with people. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. If you're getting the smell of sea air, you might want to check on things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, it is actually, it's, there's this funny phenomenon going on where um, there are smells. When you go back to the, the home where you grew up and the town that you lived in, you smell things and you're like, oh, I haven't smelled that since I was a little child. And it takes me right back. Yeah, my town smells bad. It yeah. smelled bad when I was there, and it smells bad when I go back. Oh, well, it's all the mills, right? And the ghosts of, of dead children who were forced to work in them. Well, those haven't operated in a long time, um, nor is the dog food factory that was not far from our house still in operation. <laughs> was it an actual um, dog food factory, or was that just your was. nickname for someone? No, no, it was uh, Old Mother Hubbard Dog Food. Are you kidding uh, me? And it, I always thought uh, it looked like it was a dog and an old woman, like, staring into an oven. And I always thought she was putting the dog into the oven mm-hmm. and that the dog food was made of other dogs that yep. weren't useful to man anymore. That is exactly what I pictured, and it's why you and I get along so well. But when uh, when our poodle vanished to go to a farm, which I didn't believe for one second, uh, I was certain that he had been fed into the oven at oh Old boy. Mother Hubbard. Oh, boy. Give me something uplifting to think about. How's, what's Julie something nice that's poodle. happened? I'm thinking. Those ladies did a Robin song with butter tubs. That was nice. Yes, that's true. Maya Rudolph and, oh, I don't remember, Elsie McGillicuddy. What's her name? Uh, I think, oh, what is her, oh, wait, should I do this or not? Oh, God, I'm never going to get it. Miranda Fashion Face, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's an actual person, but it sounds like a name I made up. Oh, I can't remember. It really does sound like something you'd come up with, though, Benedict Cumberbatch. Corpus. 
Oh, uh, Penelope Porpoise. Penelope Porpoise. Penelope Porpoise. Oh, that's Penguin Lady. Mrs. Now you're just going with the how Benedict Cumberbatch says penguin. Oh, that's he, you've sent penguin. me down the wrong track. You yep with with the Cumberbatch. No, uh, I Anna, sent you Anna, down the Cumber track. It's not Anna Kendrick is a person, but I don't think that's who it is. Ba- she is banana hammock. No, it's not banana hammock. Uh, but, but Elsinore porcelain. I, I, I'm getting a lot of poor sounds in my brain. Is that anywhere close? That is a poor decision because it will not lead you to the right name. Gloria Engram? <laughs> Gloria Engram. It is not Gloria Engram. Stamla Pancake. Stamla that, Pancake. You're just saying Sam Pancake as a woman. <laughs> it's not Sam Pancake. Speaking of Sam Pancake as a woman, yes. he was just on Drew Drogi's new podcast, which I love and I've been recommending to everybody. It's called Minor Revelations. Mm-hmm. The first episode had Brian Safi and Devin Green, and it was fantastic. Second episode had Jackie B. This episode has Drew Drogi. It is such a good podcast. Everyone should go listen to that because you're not going to get any more entertainment out of me trying to guess this lady's name. Her name's Emma Stone. Emma I'm gonna, Stone. I'm going to relent to the the, the critics. I don't know how their slings and arrows. I don't know how I could remember that. Maybe I'll imagine her getting one of those hot stone massages. I don't know who she is, so I don't know that it needs to be remembered. She was on a television show, and I think she was Was also in a movie. Oh well, I know that she can slap a butter tub with the best of them. That's the punchline to this story: is that she and Maya Rudolph slapped butter tubs and saying "Call your boyfriend," and it was really nice. What did they say? Call your boyfriend. Call your girlfriend. Call your Whatever. girlfriend. Whatever. Call call either of them. Call them both. Introduce them to each other. Maybe they'll start going out. Maybe they're werewolves. What? That what? doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I was trying to think. Wait a minute. I want to unpack that. Why did you think they were werewolves? Because I was thinking maybe they have a lot in common. Oh. So like maybe, werewolf-free. Maybe that's what they have in common. Uh-huh. Uh, they can both werewolf together. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, James, it's uh, lovely to chat with you uh, about the news. I'm going to be home in a few days, and I'll be full of stories that I can't share on this podcast because they're oh. whispered to me in confidence. But I, see. I have no. I mean, I've, I've heard. I've heard nothing from of, your mother. Yes, that's what. That's what I mean. I've been told all about. Um, Oh, how, how they dispose of plastic bags in my house. Uh, I went to the grocery store, Tops, and uh, got some plastic bags, because there's a state where you can still have plastic bags. Hey, and Tops, uh, what do you think you're doing? Every plastic bag that enters the house is folded up into a little triangle, like you do with the American flag. Oh, you showed me an image of this. It is like a tiny American flag, isn't yep. it? Yep. It's is just... it going to go on a tiny coffin? <laughs> Jesus. Well, it might, it might, they might fly it from a flagpole. I don't know about uh, bring it to the tomb of the unknown soldier. I don't know. I mean, like, is it like every time a teddy bear dies, you fold up a little plastic bag and oh, geez. lay it down on top of it? I keep trying to end this podcast on a high note, and you just keep giving me bummers. You can make an Eevee at Build-A-Bear now. Oh, that is a high note indeed. How charming. I'm not going to say any other words, lest I bring it down again. Okay. Thank you, James. And thank you, listeners, for joining us once again for this romp through nonsense. Um, we can be found on the internets. I am at Matt Baum on Twitter. James is live streaming various video games day in and day out. I saw that you were playing Fallout recently, which is quite a treat. And uh, you can also, did I just say, yes, you can leave feedback for me, at Matt Baum on Twitter, or you can leave a review on the podcast. James is making faces at me through the Skype, and it's making it very hard for me to talk. 
you can leave a review on iTunes or you can get my book, Defining Marriage. That's at definingmarriage.com. You can also, um, I don't know, you can also uh, put a monkey on your face. Uh, James, why are you making these faces? I can't concentrate when you make the faces, but I can't look away from you because I like your face so much and I haven't seen it in so long. Oh, uh, less than a week. I've been gone less than a week and I'm already homesick for you. Anyway, listeners, thank you so much. Oh, Lord, if you could only see what he's doing to me right now. It's disgusting. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Man-sized manicotti. Beautiful. <laughs>